Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Thanks for being here. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast today. Oh my goodness. Last week was so fun. Kristen from The Curated Farm was amazing. She is such a doll and so sweet to talk to. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation and uh, I talked to her afterwards and she offered, originally we were going to mostly talk, I, I think about sourdough, we were going to do a little bit like of the business side, but man, we just kind of went into some really good subjects. When when I feel like we're on a good trail with someone or I'm on a good conversation, I'm not going to interrupt them and like deviate from what we're talking about because I kind of feel like if we're talking about something we're passionate about it, it needs to be said and someone needs to hear it. I feel like God gives us passions to talk about um, intentionally and sometimes he diverts us from the original thing that we were going to discuss and I feel like that's kind of what happened when I was talking to Kristen. So um, if you guys have not listened to that one yet, I really encourage you to. It's just kind of about having faith, having a plan, pursuing your dream, things that you should that you should probably be looking for when you're looking if you're looking to homestead or just build community anywhere, not even just with homesteading, but just community and um it was a beautiful it was a beautiful conversation and she did say that she would come back on again and she would do a podcast and we would talk more about sourdough. So that's something to look forward to in the future as well. She's so knowledgeable about that. And so I also want to kind of glean from her there and share that wisdom with you guys too. So, but today, oh my goodness, little update on our life. (laughs) So um, my parents and my brother are living with us right now. They arrived here last Tuesday. So it'll be a week tomorrow because I'm recording this on Monday. Um, And my goodness, what a journey has been. So it had been seven months since my kids had seen their grandparents. And that's the longest we've ever gone because we've always lived close to our family. Um, And so it was a huge deal for them to be able to see grandma and grandpa and uncle JJ and hang out with everybody. My parents bought the house sight unseen. I... I went to see the house with Travis and um, my sweet realtor, Heather, who is the one that helped us buy our house. I mean, she was an amazing realtor for us and also an amazing realtor for my parents. She did a wonderful job, but I did the walkthrough with Travis and her initially, and then Travis was working and she lives in a little ways away from us. So I went to the home inspection with the home inspector um, and videoed for my parents. And it's just such a wild trip to like my mom's like, don't, it's no pressure for you looking at this house. We've never seen it. We're going to make an offer solely based on your decision and the facts we see online. She's like, no pressure. And I know she meant it, but to know that you're going and you're showing someone a house and you're trying to be unbiased um, and, and give an accurate description, depiction of this house that your parents are buying off of your word is kind of intense. And so I was very nervous through the whole process, my mom didn't make me nervous. I was just, I was just nervous because I feel like that's a huge responsibility. <laughs> and so, um, anyhow, they saw it, signed papers, but right now they have blasted through the kitchen, removed all of the carpeting, um, and they are just going for it. They also have not. They've had some issues with their shipping company, which I would never recommend. I honestly don't even know what the shipping company name is. I should get it, but they have done a horrible job, and my parents do not know when or if they're going to get their a uh, huge delivery of all of their stuff. They they drove a U-Haul over with some things in it, but it was not near, 
Like all the essentials are in this U-Haul that the people will not get back to them about. And we've just been having a lot of issues. So prayers for that. Hopefully by the time this comes out, it's resolved and they have their stuff. But um, right now, it was supposed to come on Friday and then it didn't. And then we've been ghosted. So that's that's concerning. So because my parents don't have their beds, they don't have anything they're still staying here. And it's best anyhow because they're able to get a lot of stuff done at their house um, that they wouldn't be able to as easily if they had all their stuff there. So there's some good and there's some bad in the situation here. Um, and I do not I do not mind having them here at all. So it's been fun to reconnect and um, hang out with family. And yeah, but today is a really fun subject. It's, well, it can be and it can't. It depends on how you look at it. So I guess my goal today is to maybe have you change perception on some things. So um, today I'm calling it making do when you can't do what you want. <laughs> um, and so this just basically goes to when you have a project, and I'm mostly going to focus on my house and the situation, but truthfully, this can be applied in a lot of different areas of your life. Um, but if you have something that you really want and you don't have the capacity or the finances or the time to make that happen right now, how do you live with it? Do you leave it as is? Do you make small changes until you can do what you really want to do? And so when we moved into this house, this is a 19, I forget the date, you guys. I'm so bad with dates. I'm so bad with numbers. Uh, this house is, I think, around 90 years old. I, I really should know that. Um, I probably said so many different ages throughout this podcast and just know that I really at the time think that what I'm saying is the correct one. <laughs> um, but we walked in obviously knowing it had tons of issues. Every room needed gutted. Basically, the whole house does. From the foundation to the roof to the siding, it's all going to need to need done. By the time we finish with this house, it will be like the beams that were the original and everything else is pretty much going to be changed out. So um, and it just it has to be that way because it was very mistreated house. And so we we worked on the things that needed to be done, the unfun things like the foundation. That's not fun. <laughs> it's not you pay for something and it doesn't give you anything aesthetically pleasing. There's no visual Value. I mean, my house doesn't look like it's falling over in the back anymore. So that's a plus. Um, and then the air conditioning and the heat. Like, yes, it's very nice to have a toasty warm home when you wake up or a cool home in the summer. I will always and forever appreciate AC um, after going through the south in June with uh, humidity and no AC. Like my appreciation for AC is very high, but it doesn't aesthetically give you anything. And so for me and DIY and everything that we do, I want some instant gratification um, from my eyes as <laughs> to something that looks better than it did before. And so we were doing all this work and it was really hard for me, um, even on Instagram to show up because I'm like, we are doing so much stuff and we are spending so much money, but I don't really have anything to show for it. Like we got ACA, but you don't want a, a beautiful picture of a tube that runs under my house of the AC being pumped up into my bedroom like this. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I struggled a lot with how to show up here because my house is a disaster. But what I have decided and what I reverted back to, which is what I did at our our last house too, was you make do when you can't do what you want. And so that was like the first part I think was when I was in the kitchen. Once we had, we were very anxious about the foundation, what was going on. But once that was done, I was just like, okay, let's do some things. Um, and so I looked around the kitchen and I said, this kitchen is not what I want. Like we are, it's not, we are going to gut the whole thing. Nothing in this kitchen 
is what it will be when we are finished. But I hate how it looks now. It's depressing. I don't enjoy cooking. I don't enjoy being in this space and therefore I become angry. I get irritating towards my family. Like aesthetics affect me and my and mentally like they affect me mentally if I am in a space that I don't feel comfortable in or the colors are off and they just they irritate me I get I get irritating (laughs) and so then I portray that to my whole family and so how do you fix that because I don't have $30,000 for my dream kitchen right now how do I fix that? But I'm also not going to live in pig pink. So you look around and you go, I am okay with spending a certain amount of money. Cheap. Like I'm not spending a ton here because I realize I'm going to gut this whole thing. But I'm going to buy a few gallons of paint. I'm going to do a few things to make this space livable and somewhat enjoyable in the intermedium. And so you guys, seriously, our floors are horrible. They are awful, but we have to redo the subfloors underneath the floors because the house has shifted. It's on blocks, which is very much, it's on found concrete blocks or brick, which is very standard over here, especially for an older home. They're all the same way. And so, um, and so we fixed at the back of the house, but it's, it's all wonky underneath because no one took care of the house. And so things have shifted and fluxed and whatever. And the, um, the subfloor needs completely taken out and done. So like basically we're have to refloor the whole part of our house, like take everything up, just the beams. And I think we actually even have to sister a few beams in the process that have had some water damage from leaking that no one took care of. Um, and so we have to redo the whole floor. But right now we have this horrible, it's like this red fake wood looking particle board stuff that I don't even know how, but like there's water damage on it. From areas there's not even water, like it's pulled up and you know how when water gets in compressed wood and it like expands and it chips off and it's all weird? Well, it was doing that all over the kitchen floor. So do you know what I did? This is going to sound just so redneck of me, you guys. I took my paint from my crafting paint and I mixed colors to where I had the same colors as this floor I hate. And I patched up all, I painted over all the um, the compressed pieces that had broken off and were gross. So, because I mean, that, those pieces were like a gray color. And so you'd walk in and you'd just see patches on the floor that were ruined. So I painted them and now you just don't see them as much. Like, is it great? Absolutely not. It's a, it's a horrible floor, but it looks better than it did. And you know what? I will take every little victory right now. So one night I just mixed my paint and I went around and sat and just scooted all over the floors, repainting and touching up all these areas that were ruined. And it looks better and it made me happy. And I walked in and I didn't, my eyes didn't initially go to that. And so it's like, it's such a little thing but it made such a big difference. And then I looked at the walls and the walls in this kitchen were pig pink. If you follow me on Instagram, which I encourage you to do, I share some fun things on there, but the the kitchen was pig pink and the dining room was teal. And then there were these pig pink teal curtains that they had in there. Anyhow, we took all those down. I opened up all the windows. I cleaned everything. You guys, it's amazing what a good scrub can do. On the windows, in the um, window, was it like the bottoms where all the bugs collect, you know, you like take a little knife with some paper towels and you clean out. You just like, the best thing to do to a space before you do anything else is just scrub and clean. And then I feel like you can look at things. And once you touch something too, I feel like when you move into a house, it doesn't feel like yours until you've touched like every surface. And so by being able to just really go in and nitty gritty clean things, it's kind of like you own it now. I touched it. I was the last person here. This is mine. Um, This is how my brain works. Um, Okay. So you clean everything off. And then I looked around and I was like, obviously, first things first, this paint has to go. So we went to Sherwin-Williams. I got a nice quality paint. I really love Sherwin-Williams sponsor me um <laughs> and i love their their base white like just their base 
white. I can, I've done a lot of different whites, but they're non-tinted base white. It just is very bright and it makes me very, very happy. So um, I went through and I painted all the walls and then the cupboards were just really crappily painted before. And I cleaned the cupboards off and I went through and I just painted all of it. So every stinking thing in my kitchen is painted white from the walls to the cabinets, to the cupboards, it's all white. And it just, it was a great, it was like a starting point. It was like base. It's like, okay, this is all white. Now, what do you want to do? Do you want to leave it or do you want to move on and add a few other things? And I think um, I, I'm going to add some curtains on there. And honestly, I really want to do things seasonally. My other house, I really liked a lot of whites. But this house, I want more dimension. I want more color. I want more cozy. I want more I don't, I, I want the feel to be a little bit different. I don't want it to be so stark. I want it to be very welcoming and warm. Not that my other house wasn't. It's just my feeling right now and what I want to go through. Um, also, I want to say that I feel like every house wants to tell a different story. And I just think that this house and the era that it was built in the early 1900s, that patterns and colors and wallpapers, that was, that was what houses were kind of that was their decor style that was how they were decorated and um and so I want to stay true kind of to what the house is speaking to me which is another great reason that even if you want to do something like remodel your kitchen or do something huge and maybe even you have the funds to do it when you walk into a new house I really don't think that's the first thing you should do you should live in the space for a little while and let the house speak to you and how and how you best function it, like how you best function in the kitchen, what things you'd want to change. If you just go in and bust things out, I don't think, I just, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice not living in that space and seeing what it's, what it's telling you. Every space tells a story. Um, and so one of the things too, so we're in the kitchen, we painted it white. Um, I looked at the hallway and I was like, the hallway, which means the stairs leading upstairs, um, and it was just so stark and it was so cold. It felt very cold to me. And it was a beautiful stairway and the, they're off, the stairs are off the kitchen. There's a wall behind it. And so there's just the stairs, um, the railing on the one side facing the kitchen. And it's just such a beautiful little spot. We have the door right to that that goes outside. And it it needed it needed to have like a little, it needed highlighted, it needs shown. And so um, I was able to put some wallpaper on there and to take the wall in front of it. You guys need to go check out my Instagram because it's just, I'm so bad at explaining. Or my blog, which everything's always linked below to you guys. If I ever mention something or a book or a blog post or whatever, um, it will always be in the show notes at the bottom of this wherever you are listening. So check that out. But um, I needed, it needed to be filled. It needed some cozy in there. So we redid that and oh my gosh, I walk into my kitchen now and look at my beautiful white kitchen and then my eyes pass the kitchen and they go to the stairwell with the floral wallpaper and it's like creams and taupes and it's just so beautiful and a lot of brass I redid. I used Rub and Buff which is like my favorite product and I Rub and Buff the railings that were just like a, they were just like a black just like metal um, and they it just shines now you guys it's so pretty and it makes me so happy um and then the next thing I'm living in my kitchen and I'm going I hate these countertops but again I'm not going to pay money for new countertops because these countertops will not be here forever um, they're going to be gone we're going to gut it and I'm going to have my beautiful forever countertops but this is like the pretend speckled granite like grays and browns and blacks and it's just it's so ugly and I do a lot of baking and food photography because I have a lot of recipes that I share and I'm just 
it's, I'm not digging it. It's not working for me. And so I was like, what can I do? And so I was thinking back and I remember, um, Lolly Jane, which is another blog, two wonderful sisters that I follow. They're in Arizona and they, it's like this. Oh, I'll have to look it up on Amazon. I bought it already. (laughs) Um, but it's, uh, it's like a enamel. It's basically faux marble. It's this whole kit that comes with the primer, the paint, the sealer, the faux marble, like coloring, all of it. And you, it's like a step-by-step process. I think it takes like seven days to cure Um, but we have our kitchen island that we can work off of and I just have to be like constantly on my kids but I ordered that and I'm going to do faux marble for my countertops will look great I don't know um on Lolly Jane on that blog it looked amazing it looked beautiful but again they were doing it as an intermediate thing too she was going to redo her kitchen and she knew in two years she was doing a full kitchen remodel but she didn't like her countertops so for $200 for this kit which I don't think it was even that much back then but it was now because inflation um it's called the um Carrera white marble epoxy countertop kit and it's on Amazon I'll link it too um but they I watched the, their whole process step by step they have like a highlight saved to it on Instagram and I was like I'm gonna do this and you know what if it's horrible and it doesn't turn out it cannot be any worse than the countertops I'm already living with it can only go up from here um, and even if they're not the gra- the greatest in real life they'll photograph really well because it's a white background and honestly I think it's gonna turn out great because I've watched a lot of tutorials on it so I'm really excited to do that. So to me, the $200 for this kit is worth the amount of time. Like it's worth spending $200 to be able to have these countertops look like this for the next about two years as kind of how we're projecting our um, kitchen remodel at. And so I could live with these granite countertops or these faux granite ugly countertops for the next two years. Sure. But I don't want to. And it and it is frustrating to me. And I it just kind of irks me every time I work on them or try to photograph with them. So $200 is definitely appealing for the next two years. I mean, if you broke that down into like every day, it'd be a few cents. So you just have to really sit down decide how long is it going to be until I can get what I really want and is it worth it to just stay as is or do I want to spend a couple hundred dollars to improve the space until I can have my dream space whether that be ripping up carpet and painting the subfloor I have seen people do that and I have it's been I mean it's beautiful if you were to just remove some honestly I was thinking about that with mine but because our subfloor has water damage that would not work because the subfloor is like barely hanging on in some places so we're not touching our floors until we like can fix them the whole way but um my homeschool room which is my office which is where I'm recording right now it has the kind of the same kind of um laminate flooring on top of concrete and um I'm going to rip this up and I'm going to paint the concrete and that's just how it's going to be. And I have, I'll put a nice, we have a rug in here. I'll slap the rug in the middle and it's going to look way better than what it does right now. Um, and then same thing with our stairs. Our stairs are actually original to the house. Um, they're these big slabs of wood and they cover them over with this really crappy vinyl. And so I want to go through and I want to rip out the crappy vinyl and I don't ever want to touch those stairs. Like I want them to be like that forever. Um, and then same thing with our laundry room. Our laundry room used to be the entrance. So where we're sitting in the homeschool room used to be the garage. And they covered it all in. And the laundry room was like the mud room 
that you walked into before you walked into the house. Well, now it's the laundry room and kind of the same thing. I don't love the tile in there. So I got a nice big rug and I put it over the tile. Um, it had these two concrete steps that were just the color of concrete. I painted them white and I striped some green over the top of it. You can also see this on my blog. It just, I looked at um, early 1900s painted stairs and that was kind of the pattern that came up that was very easy. And so I was like, I will do that. And then we made a faux beam at the top. We bought a chandelier on Etsy. The walls, we painted this beautiful green that I love. Eventually, I don't want any sheetrock in my house. That's, I don't like sheetrock. Um, sheetrock has no personality. I hate mudding and taping it, and it's just not my jam, nor is it period correct for my home anyhow. So eventually, we want to do board and batten or shiplap or plastered, something else besides, and they did a horrible job with texturing. Like, it's just awful, even the ceilings. Um, but I painted it green for right now and we trimmed it out and we made it look decent and we made it to where I love that laundry room. Like, is it going to stay that way forever? No. Um, is it going to stay that way for a few years? hundred percent. And I'm way, way better and way happier with how it looks right now than it did previously. So it's just those little things where it, it can be just a gallon of paint that makes you feel better. It can be purchasing a rug. It can be maybe getting some epoxy for your countertop. You just kind of have to get creative. It could be painting a subfloor. You know, we just, I don't want us to get discouraged when like, I love my home. I don't love how it looks, but I love the character it has. I love the layout. I love the age. I love the property. And so I don't want to like hate a specific room. So if I can somehow make it to where I fix it a little bit so I can love it, um, it's worth the few hundred dollars for the few years it's going to be like this. And we don't have projected timelines for everything right now. We've been in our house for seven months. We're really working on the Airbnb right now. We hope to get that up and running by middle of next year. And that's like the most important thing because that's going to provide some income then to bring Travis home so that I can work more on my blog. So we're kind of in this flux right now where it we, we can't do too much here because our our time has to be fixed in a different area for some long-term goals that we have planned. And so and so I just need to make this livable and love it in in the in the moment. So, um, another really great resource to just kind of read about this is I really love Liz Marie Gavin. So many of you guys probably already follow her. Cozy White Cottage. Um she's on Instagram and I have her book, her first one. And she has two now. She also has a children's book, which I have as well. Um, but it's called Cozy White Cottage, 100 Ways to Love the Feeling of Being Home. And number 13 is, it's called Don't Wait. And so it's basically the same thing as what as what I've just said. And she just says it so much better. She's really great at it. Um, but it's just change things up so you love the space you're in right now. She bought a house that was made in the 1800s. It was remodeled in 1980, so it was very dated. And the things that she has done when you look at the before and afters of her home is just amazing. And they've done it little by little, year by year. Um, you know, it's not like on Instagram or on you know, the Home Improvement Network or HGTV where it's like three days or two weeks and everything's changed unless you have a contractor and you're willing to really shell the buco bucks, which that's just not feasible for the average person, you know? And so it's just living, learning to live in this messy middle and loving this messy middle and making it so, tweaking it so it's not quite as messy and <laughs> easier for us to manage um, in and being more efficient too. Efficiency is a huge thing as well um, because if your home isn't efficient as far as where things are placed and where things are at, which we can get into a whole episode of like efficiency, um, then it's just you're going to be frustrated living in the space that you really, really want to love. So anyhow, 
make do when you can't do what you want. And so everything that I talked about will be linked below. And I just hope that this is encouraging to someone out there today to just walk around just right now when you're done here, get like get up from whatever you're doing and just walk around your house and just look at things that maybe have irked you and just stare at them for a little bit and go, what creative ways and they don't have to be, I mean, half the things I do, Travis is like, you're crazy. And this is not what normal people do. And I go, who cares? I feel like it's going to work and we're going to try it. And nine times out of 10, it usually works. So um, so just walk around your house, maybe write some things down and go to Pinterest. Pinterest will always and forever be my favorite place to be just for creative sake. I know it sometimes to people is overwhelming and they feel less than by looking at all these. But Pinterest, I just really look at as a, an inspiration platform. And there's some amazing ideas ideas on there. So go do that. Get creative. Let me know if you change something or do something or anything in your house. Tag me on Instagram so I can reshare it in my stories. And let's get creative in our homes uh, over the fall and winter season. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week.